Kirk Lakeb, how was your break? Um, it was great. I mean, we in basketball operations don't necessarily get the same break the players and coaches have. Uh, we've still got got some work to be doing, but it is nice to uh, to not have games going on every single day and, and not to have people in the building. With the record the way it is, it it's to me the what's more remarkable about this season. And granted, the, you know most teams that have twelve wins at this point are, are you know looking for you know pie in the sky and the in the lottery and everything else. Well, the Warriors have a light at the end of the tunnel. It's there. It's shining bright. It's coming back. But uh, still, even with this record, the the atmosphere around this team I think has been remarkable. And I think there's a genuine excitement for next year. So my question to you would be, I guess, what, what excites you about this process, about the final 27 games of the season? Well, we, we really haven't had something like this in a while. Uh, it's an opportunity to see growth in young players. Um, opportunity, I think, is the key word here. Uh, you know, in the past five, six, seven years, we kind of knew what our team was, uh, who all the key pieces were, and they, they kind of understood what their roles were. Um, for the first time in a while, we, we have guys who have an opportunity um, with, a, with a capital O to really show what they're made of and show what their role could be next year. Um, I think, honestly, it, it's a great, great thing for players. Uh, you really only get better through experience. You can watch from the bench as much as you want, but until you're out there doing it yourself, you really don't have the confidence that you can do it um, or the belief that the coach has the confidence in you or your teammates or, or whoever it might be. Uh, so we're, we're really excited to see who takes a big step forward and and who, uh, you know, is going to have a bigger role next year when, when we're ready to go. Who has impressed you to the moment? Uh, I think everybody's had their moments. Uh, you know, Eric Pascal had a, had a great start to the year, um, and, and I thought did a really nice job. I, I know it's a sort of a silly game, but the, in the rookie-sophomore game, you know, he really asserted himself. Um, and, and sometimes in all-star games like that, uh, the thing you kind of look for is who's the alpha, uh, who really wants to take charge. So I think he's had a great year. I think uh, Jordan Poole over the last couple of weeks has really started to show us some things. Uh, we, we always expected this to be, you know, a tough learning year for him, being 20 years old and trying to uh, be a wing in the NBA. And he was kind of forced to be thrown into the fire sooner than anybody had anticipated. But the last few weeks, he's, he's shown ability to play on the ball, and we're really excited to see where that goes. Um, you know, starting at, at point guard next to kind of alongside Draymond Green these next few weeks, uh, really, really good opportunity. And then, you know, we have other guys like Alan Smilagic who hasn't had a, a great opportunity to play, but the fact that he's 19 years old and goes in there fearless, uh, we love to see those sort of things. And I mean, I could keep going down the list, but we, we have these, uh, these players we just signed over the last couple weeks um, who we're really excited about as well. Uh, Kai Bowman, Marquise Chris, who's played you know, plenty, of, plenty of minutes with the team and has done a fantastic job, um, and now Juan Toscano-Anderson. Do you think Marquise Chris is a good argument for all of us, broadcasters, writers who cover teams, uh, maybe even team executives and coaches, that in today's NBA, you know, unless you're coming in with that star, you know, aura about you that you have it when as soon as you step on the floor, that maybe we all need to be a little more patient about player development in this league. That it's going to take guys maybe three or four years just to find their footing. Yeah, I think it is a good lesson, um, and, and it's one that you see throughout the NBA uh, every year, but players need time. Uh, not everyone steps in, and, and even the best players, they're not stars right away. Um, and, and for a lot of players outside of the, the top top few, and, and these are very, very few and far between, you know, a couple each generation who will be successful and, and immediately so anywhere, most players, they, they just need to find the right place at the right time. 
Um, and, and it's kind of a, it's a razor thin uh, sort of line between you know who makes it in the NBA and who doesn't. And, and Marquise clearly has a ton of talent. Um, he's still very young. Uh, it was about him finding out that you know he he's really a five in this league and, and not a four. Um, about finding what he does best. About learning to play the game. Uh, I, I believe he really only started playing competitive basketball when he was 14 or 15 years old. And um, you know, you you jump around, you go to different high schools, AAU programs. Um, you spend a year, maybe two, in college. You you jump to the NBA. It's just a lot of tough shuffling around. And and sometimes all you need is is confidence in your abilities, confidence from others, and and a place where you feel at home. Um, and you feel confidence in certain skills. And yeah, I, I think it, it's a great thing for us to continue to remember that. Uh, not every player is going to feel like they have a home right from the get-go. Um, and sometimes patience is important. Sometimes patience is really hard. Uh, we're about winning in the NBA, and, and a lot of times when you're at the team like us, who's been successful, we, we don't have the luxury of patience. But this year we, we in some ways, unfortunately did, but I think um, we, we really do now in a fortunate way. Um, so it's, it's a great story, and, and you know we hope that he continues on this path and, and continues to get better every single day. He seems hungry. Kirk Leggum's my guest to the v- executive VP of basketball operations for the Golden State Warriors, and this is Beyond the Arc, your weekly look at the Warriors and the NBA. And you know, Kirk, I was looking at that the the trade with D'Angelo Russell, who is a talent and and a really sweetheart of a guy, and and uh, I wish him well in, in Minnesota. Same for Mari Spellman and, and Jacob Evans, but uh, I, I was really excited about that deal for a couple of reasons, and one is that I don't think Andrew Wiggins gets enough credit about how he plays off the ball, which is easy to see where he could fit in with the Warriors next year. No, it's it's going to be a great, great position for him to be in. Uh, we're, we're really excited about the fit. Uh, we're excited about Andrew and continuing to grow as a, as a person, a player, and he, he's got some unbelievable natural abilities that, that incredibly few have in the world. Um he, he knows how to play basketball. He knows how to play at a high level. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you just need a new start. Um, and he seems, I think, more what excites me is how excited he is. Um, he, he seems so bought in, and, and the other players and our coaches seem so bought in in what he can do and how that's going to be different than what he's done in the past. He can really utilize these, these incredible athletic abilities, um, and he doesn't have to shoulder a load. And, and that's not just the physical load scoring every night, but it's, it's a mental load of having to be the savior, having to be the guy. Um, it's, it's really hard to, to look sometimes and say, wow, look at what this guy has been through. He, he's 24 years old, and, and the amount of things he's been through and, and have put on his shoulders are incredible. I can tell you, uh, to be a franchise savior at 19, 20 years old, um, I certainly was not ready for that. Tim, I don't know if you were. Um, <laughs> no, this no, no, no. is a great opportunity you know, <laughs> yeah. to, to get to have yeah. that, shoulder, that, that load taken off his shoulders and, and really play to his strengths. Um, and he, like I said, he seems really excited about it, and and that's huge. You need buy-in from these sort of guys. Um, so we're we're incredibly excited about the the fit, fit here. And, and you heard Steve Kerr the other day. You know, having a couple months to to get him kind of used to that role um, before next season is is going to do wonders. Yeah, at twenty at twenty four, I was still not balancing the checkbook right and trying to figure out how to stretch fifty bucks for a couple of weeks uh, <laughs> while riding buses to minor league games. Hey. Uh, you, executive VP of basketball operations. What does that entail, and what what are see if from now until the draft? What are your responsibilities? Uh, well, I have a lot of responsibilities, um, and and the main is just do whatever needs to be done for the team, uh, for the organization, whether it's on the business side, the basketball side, uh, the link between the two. 
really anything that, that Bob needs to, to get done um, feels that maybe I have a better better strength in that department than he does or, or he's too focused on something else. Um, you know, for the next few months, uh, my focus is, is heavily going to be on the draft and free agency. This is, you know, a huge moment, a huge opportunity for our team. Um, we, we haven't had one like this in a long time. The trade deadline equally so now that it's in the past. Uh, we hadn't made an in-season trade in so long, and really uh, a trade of significance of any kind in so many years. Um, it's it's really fun, to be honest, to be on this side and, and to have things to do. Now, uh, I, I obviously would love to to be the one seed and and the championship favorite, uh, but it but it is a nice change of pace. And so the next few months will be will be a lot of fun, but a lot of work. Um, and and we've really got to make sure we hit these these big moments correctly, uh, make some good decisions. And, and hopefully they'll pan out. But the draft and free agency is certainly a huge part of what I'm doing over the next couple months. Kirk, now you've been around the game your whole life. You played the game at a very high level in college. But as, a, as, a, as an NBA evaluator and a guy who is, who is being asked his opinion about players, whether they be in the league or, or coming into the league out of college, what are you better at now than maybe when you first started to do this for a career? Uh, I, I think this is true for anybody in any job, but I'm, I'm better at understanding that I'm going to be wrong sometimes, um, that it's okay not to be perfect. Uh, I tend to look at these things as kind of a set of probabilities. Uh, we try to make the best decision with the, the information that we have at the time, um, but I, I've recognized that not everything is black and white. Um, you know, we, we aren't going to know exactly what's going to happen uh, in, in a player's growth cycle, you, you never know uh, how someone's going to interact with certain teammates or coaches. Um, so I, I've gotten much better at being okay with being wrong. Um, and I, I think that's important to, to know when to move on, uh, to know when, when you might have a limitation in your own evaluating abilities. Um, I, I think that's, that's a skill I've learned along the way um, and it's become invaluable. I mean, there are absolutely times uh, along this journey in the last 10 years where I felt I was very right about something. Um, and I was so sure that I was, uh, and, and we would discuss it as a group, and I, I maybe didn't necessarily agree with the decision wholeheartedly, although, of course, when we walk out of the room, we, we all agree that we agree. Um, but I've become much more okay with, with looking at someone else's opinion and saying, you know what, maybe, maybe I'm not right. Maybe you have some information I don't, um, and not being so, so kind of uh, stubborn about things. That, that's probably the thing I've, I've learned the most over the last, I don't know, five, ten years. You know what we should do sometime when you're on the road with us? We should we should sit down one day, do our starting five of players that we thought were going to be really good in the league who didn't you know pan out in the league. I think that would be a, an interesting that, that would be fun. You always yeah. remember the ones you're right about, right? Oh, I'm yeah, constantly yeah. reminded uh, of the ones I'm right about, and it feels good to be right. But uh, I like to remind myself and I like to remind others um, of the times I've been wrong and, and try to do a little bit of a of a deep dive and understand why is it. Uh, that I that I got something wrong, um, and sometimes the reality is there there is no reason. Um, you know, people are human, they're fallible, and and things happen, yeah. um, and that and that can be okay as well. Kirk Legub with us, executive VP of basketball operations. Just a couple of quick questions for you. Now I'm you know me I'm I'm kind of a, an old school guy who does a lot of things in the new world. But uh, when I was a kid, uh, we my brothers and I would play Stratomatic, whatever sport it was. We would play <laughs> Stratomatic, but uh, but I'm not. I'm not as fluent about the gaming today, but I know this is a big time. we got the 2K draft coming up and, and uh, other things going on right now. What's happening on that side of the ledger, which is the one of the NBA's new chapters? 
Um, well, first of all, I love that you played Stratomatic. Um, my dad was a huge fan of Stratomatic growing up. Um, really, really shaped who he was, and he tried to get me into it. Unfortunately, we had a, a video game version by by the time I was growing up, so I I did a similar thing, um, playing playing video games from a statistical perspective. But moving on from that, um, <laughs> in the current kind of iteration in, in esports, um, you know, there's some incredible things happening in the world and entertainment. Um, our, our NBA 2K team had a great year last year. Um, you know, some of the things we're hearing about in the NBA where there's midseason tournaments, we, we actually had three of those last year in the 2K League, and we were able to walk away with two trophies out of the three. Um, but it, it's an incredibly fun and growing league. Um, still five on five, just, just like regular, uh, what I would call traditional basketball. Um, teamwork matters. Uh, practice habits matter. Um, you know, have, having a good feel and pulse. For, for how things are going to evolve over the course of a game um, and how your teammates are feeling and what they're thinking next or what your opponent's thinking. It's, it's really very similar, and I think that's what excites me about the 2K League and about eSports. Um, really, nothing has changed from a competitive standpoint, from a strategy standpoint. It's just the medium. Um, and, and it's really, really a cool league. Um, going into year three here, uh, you know, I, I'm a draft junkie, whether it's, the NBA or the 2K League or really anything. I, I love evaluating uh, players and talents and, and seeing how to put, put something together. So we've got a great great team working on this. Um, they're going to do a terrific job in, in the draft here on Saturday. We have four returning players out of our six, so we have two draft picks. Um, and we're, we're looking to add to a team that did really well last year. And they've got the, uh, what, the League of Legends as well, right? And our League of Legends team, yeah, we're, we're actually tied for third right now. Um, in the, the first split of the regular season, the, the league is kind of split into two mini seasons. Um, and we're, we're about almost halfway into the first one. We're tied for third, uh, kind of a young upstart team. Um, really exciting. Uh, we, we've tried to build the same, same sort of cultural foundation that we did with, with the Golden State Warriors with our team, the Golden Guardians. Um, and I think the staff's doing a fantastic job. Uh, you know, League of Legends is something I didn't know a ton about until maybe four years ago. Uh, but the scene is is incredibly fun and exciting, and I, I've really gotten into it. Um, I get in trouble with my wife all the time. She says I'm picking up too many sports, um, whether whether esports or traditional sports, and I need to stop watching so many games. But but I got to tell you, the adrenaline rush is great. Um, watching your team go out there and fight, and 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 players working together, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it is interesting. I'm I'm very curious to see where. You know, if you and I are having this conversation maybe in about another five to ten years, just where all this is, is going to be at, because I think, I think it can only get bigger with the way, you know, kids are, are now, you know, it's a video game generation, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. I'm with you, Tim. Maybe, maybe we can get you to call Moonlight and call one of those games. <laughs> well, we'll have to, you'll have to talk to my agent, R.C. Davis, and see what he says. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. Kirk, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on, and can't wait for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Kirk Lakeup, the executive vice president of basketball operations.